0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off, which is active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game. And also make sure to enter our World Series prop contest. The winner gets two hundred dollars cash and a two hundred dollar SGPN gift card. You can enter exclusively today on the SGPN app.
1: Howdy, howdy, oh, howdy, Gennarino! And welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 231, I just dedicated it to them recently, but it's going out to, to my Phoenix Suns once again because they, they just got done trouncing the so-called world champion Golden State Warriors last night, and they're on a roll this season, so this goes out to the Suns. Surely this is a year that you're not going to break our hearts in the uh, in the playoffs once again. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. I am. This is not a Phoenix Suns podcast, even though it could be. Um, this is the MMA podcast, and I'm one of your hosts um i'm known as jeff chalks fox around these parts uh some people know me as the masseuse but that, that's another story for another time um thanks for coming to the show we're breaking down ufc event this week ufc fight night cater versus allen aka ufc vegas 63 a nice tidy 11 fight uh fight card not exactly packed packed with um intriguing matchups but uh nonetheless we're, we're gonna go about winning some money on the event for you um i'm obviously oh and this uh this is the prelim portion as you probably saw by the title of this podcast we're just going to break down this way that way we can dive in a little bit deeper than we normally would we're going to dive into the six prelim fights this episode and then tomorrow we will dive into the five main card fights and the our recommended plays and then always a two fight parlay that's going to win you lots of money and what not? let's bring in the co-conspirator who helps makes these picks the one the only Gumby God Daniel Breland hey
0: I was gonna say stuff about basketball too because the yep. articles uh that I wrote the preview articles for the NBA season I know we're like four games in <laughs> yep but they look the things I predicted look so good <laughs> my yep. my like biggest long shot bet that I posted about was uh it's like I think it was plus 210 for the Blazers to make the playoffs. And, wow. and I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen the Blazers are quietly 4 and 0 at time of recording. So yep. uh that certainly doesn't look bad. Their over under was under 500. I think it was like 38 and a half.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, they're uh nothing ever bad happens to the Trailblazers, so they should be fine. No That's right. Yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that well, and that's I think that's what I wrote about. This is not a basketball podcast, by the way. Uh,
1: that I think that's what I wrote about too is that
0: like, they they may not have made like huge offseason moves with the exception of like Jeremy Grant, but like, they get Dame back, they get Nurkic back, like they they just get a whole bunch of people back. Yep. So Yeah.
1: Go Blazers. Go Blazers. Go. Go Blazers. Apparently, cause Dan's all in on the Blazers. They only have to win what thir- thirty five more games and then you, you hit the over, right?
0: Yeah, but I said they'd make the playoffs, so they're going oh, to have okay. to do better
1: than that in the yeah, the
0: Western Conference. They're going to need yeah. 43 or 44, probably. Yes.
1: Yeah, because the Lakers are going to uh, be ahead of them for sure. That, that that was one of my hot takes because the Lakers weren't going to be good, but that wasn't much of a hot take when I, I did the Pacific preview, but yeah. So they suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we all saw it like, saw like coming. Does so this week's fight card suck? I, I know I it has your boyfriend so. on it. It, it. it sucks for casuals, but it should be good for us.
0: I don't know it does suck for casuals because i'll say this there's a a nice dose of people who should be or could be quickly relevant in the top 15 right arnold down calvin cater already relevant yeah, 30, max yeah. griffin with a good win could be relevant justin Jacoby, my god i don't know what my other fellow ufc ranking panelists are doing how is the dude not ranked yet like
1: it's I, light heavyweight come on
0: it's, it's light heavyweight and he's he hasn't lost in seven fights since coming to the org so like yeah like I know it's not been the flashiest knockouts for the guy, but like he should be ranked already. Um, you got Carlos Moda showing up. That dude could be ranked soon. You know, like so, so there's a a fair amount of that kind of stuff. Then in addition to that, there's a lot of household names. A lot of guys you've heard of, right? Like Andre Orlovsky is a household name. Uh Max Griffin and Tim Means, household names, even though Tim Means probably not close to the rankings. And like, so you got a little bit of that. Chase Hooper, household name, right? And then you got a whole bunch of really fun prospects, right? Jong Park and, and Joseph Holmes, both guys who are kind of fun prospects. Christian Rodriguez, kind of a fun prospect. Bill Hawes, kind of a fun prospect. So, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, mix and match in there of, like, it doesn't matter quite what you're into. they got a little bit for you.
1: I don't know what households you hang out in, Dan. That's all I have to say. But, yeah, Max Griffin, think, household name. <laughs> you don't think Max, Max Griffin. Griffin's a household name? <laughs> no. Tim no, Meese isn't even a household name, for grind out loud.
0: No. I mean, household in terms of being a UFC fan. Like, if yeah, you're a okay. UFC fan, you know who Max Griffin is. You're right. He, he's not a household name in, like, <laughs> people who watch one event a year. But, like, put it this way. My, my general gist of whether or not somebody is well-known or not is if I could, like, talk to my older brother and I'd say, Hey, Tim, do you know who Max Griffin is? And if he says yes, that dude's a, uh, close enough to a household name. Would he say yes? Yeah, I think he would know who Max Griffin is.
1: TC's in the loop, though.
0: Yeah, TC's in the he loop. Listens also, to us. Also, I think, too... Does he listen to us? The, the fact... Does he listen to us? Yes. I don't think anybody in my family listens to
1: me. Uh, they well, know no, I no tape, like...
0: They know I tape, like, 150 podcasts yeah, a week, right? Like, I tape four with you. I tape, tape on Top Turtle. I make guest appearances on V-C. Who cares about
1: that stuff? This is, <laughs> this is the important one.
0: This is the important one. Maybe I'll tell them <laughs> that, and they'll make it by a TC. <laughs>
1: Sorry, but you you were in the middle of a rant on something else. Or no? He would know who Max Griffin is. That's my yeah. that that's the end. Really? Point. Huh. All right. I'm yeah. sure my brother doesn't, but he barely watches anymore. <laughs> but he does listen to us. I'm sure he's listening right now. Thank, hello, brother. Brothers, Ashley Buffalo. Um. All right. Enough nonsense. I, I just wanted to kill some time so I could do the ad read right now, and then we could actually jump into the into the fight. So it was all part of my master plan. I want to tell you about WinBet. Thank of joining WinBet. Bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet, truly hashtag digends only. Plus, use WinBet's Build Your Own Bet to build some amazing same-game same game parlays. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, WinBet, so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough embed is available. If you are someone, you know, has a gambling problem called 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling pockets is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Which one would you pick Dan? Probably LT. I,
0: I it's hate that. You're,
1: you're a Cowboys fan.
0: Yeah. I hate both of those teams uh, equally, but my dad's a Giants fan. So I, I could give him the LT jersey. Oh, That's
1: nice. Give it, give it to the, uh, give it to the bear man. Um, So, contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do is subscribe to YouTube.com. Perhaps you've heard of it. Slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Perhaps you've heard of that too. So, YouTube.com/slash/sports Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. So, basically, that is your entry. A comment. That's your entry. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Simple as that. And if that's not enough, we're giving away stuff for the World Series as well. Make sure to enter our World Series prop contest. Winner gets $200 cash and $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Um I think one of the questions one of the prop questions in there is will Gumby watch a second of the World Series this year? And the answer is uh yes
0: if the Astros will. are about to clinch in 4 or 5
1: Oh, you're you're going for the ass They're they, the worst. Everybody dude, hates any, the Astros.
0: Any, you know, and and hopefully the bot. This is one of the episodes the bots skip. But uh, any <laughs> anybody but a Philly sports team.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, I know uh, Ryan Gilbert does not listen to us of the hockey gambling podcast and the fantasy baseball podcast, and he's a he's a Phillies fan as well. But it's safe. He does not listen to us because he's not supportive of his friends. So, all right, that's um let's get into this here fight night card shall we cater or we could call him Qatar if we wanted to pretend he was a country but it's cater versus Allen. it's going down the UFC apex this Saturday 4 p.m. Eastern Dan has informed me is the start time of the prelims and I'm guessing the main card would be 7 p.m. Eastern but if if you're in the US it doesn't make a difference because it is all on ESPN plus um, probably means it's not oh, this probably means it's not on TV in Canada which I'll have to watch it on the UFC app, but nonetheless, that's that's my problem, not yours. Let's jump into a hastily arranged, as I like to say, banner weight matchup to start things off on the prelims. Christian Rodriguez versus Joshua Weems. Joshua wide open Weems 10 and 2 with nine submissions. Been knocked out twice. So both of his losses have come via knockout. This is his short notice UFC debut, very short notice, like a few days notice uh he's won two straight fights both via submission he was only one on the contender series he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle yes correct he used to fight at featherweight he's 1-0 as a pro boxer 2-0 as a bare knuckle boxer he's an inch taller than rodriguez plus 260 c rod rodriguez 7-1 three knockouts three submissions never been finished in a fight 0-1 in the ufc 1-0 on the contender series 1-0 in bellator he also used to fight at featherweight three years younger they Weems two inches of reach on him minus three ten. I was gonna ask you if you know Joshua Weems, but he fought on the Contender Series, so of course you do. Yeah,
0: of course I know Joshua Weems. Um, and, and he looked pretty good on the, the Contender Series until he got stung by Fernie Garcia. And here's the other thing: I love Fernie Garcia. Uh, but also I have seen him recently on Fury FC. He fought there. I want to say like five or six months ago. He fought Mo Miller and submitted him, um, which was a huge win for him. And and after he won that one, I was like, oh. Joshua Weems should be in the UFC pretty soon. I actually thought he was going to wind up being on contender series after that. Um, and he wasn't. So, uh, this is, is a well, well deserved debut. But that being said, hate the short notice nature of it. And also I really love Christian Rodriguez. I, I don't know how much you remember of his debut. He's one of those guys who debuted in the UFC up a weight class. Cause they needed somebody last second. um, and he eats, so he fought up a weight class against Jonathan Pierce, who, by the way, is an absolute beast, right? Jonathan Pierce is a dude who, who I personally have right on the edge of being ranked at featherweight because, you know, he's he's on a four fight winning streak. Um, all of that being in his natural division because he does have a loss up at 55, which was against Joe Lozon. But since then, he's just rattling off wins. He just beat the hell out of Maquan 1 He's about to fight Darren Elkins. C-Rod went up a weight class, fought him, and largely outworked him on the feet. Now, he wound up losing because Jonathan Pierce eventually started to impose his will as the much bigger guy and got a bunch of takedowns and stuff like that. But man, C-Rod was one of those guys who his stock went way up in a debut loss, kind of David Onama style. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see him again in there. I kind of would have liked to see seen him against Garrett Armfield, but like, this is a fight that hopefully allows us to see just how good C Rod is.
1: Uh, weren't we impressed with him on the contender series?
0: Yeah, he beat um he beat uh Jong's girlfriend's brother. Uh, oh Tracy, right, yes. Tracy she beat <laughs> Tracy Cortez's brother Jr.
1: Jong's brother-in-law. Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember now. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm obviously going with him as well. Um, late replacements since I started tracking years ago. 36% success rate um, because it's usually stuff like this. They, they shove a new newcomer in and um, fresh I do at least street. like
0: that. He's fighting in his actual weight class though. I will say that like,
1: yeah, usually it's, yeah, that's, that's another a good point. Usually it is a weight class um, up uh, often with these people too. They don't really start a lot of people properly in the UFC. So maybe contender series, despite their crappy contracts, maybe that is your best way into the UFC. Cause just at least you then you fight in at your stuff. weight class, and yeah. Get somebody you know, who's and, the same and, level as you, and usually you, they do not throw you in last minute either. So, but nonetheless, um, Robert Rodriguez is the pick, whether this was short notice or not. I think he would have been our pick. He Speaking would. of short notice, we got another short notice fight because so when we went on, yeah, when we recorded last, um, what Sunday, um, these fights did not exist, so these are very short notice. This one's that flyweight Carlos Mota, name you've heard us. Utter on this show before versus Cody Durden. Sadly, we've spoken of him as well. Um, let's talk about Durden first. The veteran. 13-4-1. Six knockouts. Five submissions. He's been submitted three times. 2-2-1 two, two, in the UFC. He's got a loss, win, loss, win over his last one two, three, four. That won't be 5. He won his last fight via knockout. TKO. He used to fight at Bantamweight. was a regional champ. He was also a pro boxer and kickboxer. He's got an inch of height on Mota. Plus 145. Tizil. Carlos Tizil Molta. Did we ever get to the bottom of what Tizil is? There?
0: Yeah, it's a, a bird native we to
1: did? Brazil. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, he, he's 8-1 with four knockouts. He's been knocked out one time. This is his short notice debut. So we got back-to-back short notice debuts. Uh, however, he's coming in here as the LFA champ, or he was the LFA champ in his last fight. He's won his past two fights via knockout getting himself the LFA championship. He used to fight at bantamweight. weight. He's got three inches of reach on Durden. He's four years younger, minus 175. So this is a very rare occurrence that you see a guy coming in what a weeks notice, or maybe a little less than a week's notice, actually um, going up against the UFC veteran. And he is a pretty sizable favorite, but um, it just shows how good Mota is. So I I'm going with him. It's not just because Cody Durden's a filthy racist, but uh it's because Mota is actually just that good. Um, the resume is there. He's bigger. He's younger. He's better than Cody Durden. Obviously, I would have loved to see him at plus money um, since you know the odds are stacked against people coming in on a short notice. But um, we don't play the lines here. Well, I, I don't play play the lines. I, I just tell you who I think is going to win. And Moto I think, is going to win. So he's my pick.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pick Mota here too. I, I'll say this. I, I was expecting the line to be closer. I'm a little yeah. bummed about that. But I don't think it's like... In a bad spot. Like, like if you like Carlos Moda and you're you're you know, you think he's gonna win. I I don't think negative one sixty-five is an obscure price, even on short notice. Um, you know, like like I said, I would have liked it, you know, negative 110 or if I could have gotten plus money on it for sure. But like he's a guy who's dealt with wrestlers before. Like he dealt really well with Charles Johnson for four rounds before he kind of like tired out and Charles Johnson got the better of him in round five. Also, like he has like, in his last fight, he, he dealt with Rizvon Abyev really, really well and knocked him out because he's got crazy power for a flyweight, right? Like, not a lot of flyweights throw in hands like Carlos Moda. Um, go back and watch that knockout. Maybe I'll post it to the, uh, to the SGPN Twitter again because it, it was a violent knockout. So he's well-deserved. It's great that he's getting to the UFC now. I do wish it wasn't on short notice, but I think his striking here is just going to outclass Durden. Jordan might have a wrestling advantage. I just don't think he'll be able to like use it enough to win this fight. So yeah, give me Carlos Moda here, even at the, uh, the elevated number.
1: Yep. We are on the same page thus far. Let's move on to featherweights. Chase Hooper is back. seems like he's been gone a while, but it, it wasn't really that long this time versus Steve Garcia, Steve mean machine Garcia, I should say he's 12 and five with nine knockouts. been knocked out once submitted once he's one and two in the UFC. He's on loss, win loss over his UFC career. He got knocked out in his last fight. used to fight up at, actually, sorry, excuse me, down at bantamweight and up at lightweight. He was 1-0 on the contender series, 5-2 in Bellator. So he's got a lot of high-level experience, if you want to call it that. Uh, He's got inch of reach on Hooper, striking stats in his favor, active striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 2.17 strikes per minute um so it's not the striking that's really been doing him in uh getting knocked down i guess did him in the one fight uh grappling stats surprisingly are in his favor as well over Hooper the grappler plus 220 all right chase the dream hooper no longer we remember him when he was a teenage dream but he's just the dream now 11 and 2 four knockouts five submissions never been finished in a fight three and two in the ufc he's swapped wins and losses every fight win loss win loss win they keep to seem to keep bumping him up a level after he wins the fight and then he loses that one so um he did win his last fight via tko ground and pound he's fight out lightweight was a regional champ also brazilian jiu-jitsu champion inch of height on garcia seven years younger he's outstruck his ufc opponents by about half a strike point five eight strikes per minute minus 222 two, two. so you-, is you 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 so you mentioned, you know, you said
0: if you call that high-level experience for Steve Garcia <laughs> having fought in Bellator, which, by the way, is, is a reasonable claim. But I'm just going to read you off his last three fights in Bellator, and you tell me if you think this is high-level. He fought Ricky Tercios, Ronnie yep. Lawrence, and yep. Joe Warren. Yes.
1: Um, so, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, he wasn't in 2017, which is – well, I mean, I guess he probably still was. Um but like that, that's a pretty decent strength of schedule right there in yep. in uh, Bellator. That being said, I am gonna take the dog money here on Steve Garcia. Um, uh. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I I know that Chase Hooper has got wild skills on the mat, but like he still hasn't really shown me that he's got a good ability to get it there, right? Like his wrestling looked a little bit better last time out, but you know, like it wasn't like he was fighting a dude who's particularly good at wrestling and Felipe Collarish, right? him like when he couldn't get steve peterson down he was out of his element he just got the crap beat out of him steve garcia has a hundred percent takedown defense a hundred percent yeah that is a huge problem now with that being said i am a little bit worried about the fact that steve garcia is like much shorter and much smaller than chase hooper but i don't know that that's enough of a problem because it's not like chase hooper is like well known for using his reach and it's like I mean, he's shorter and he's less long, but it's not, like, exorbitantly so, right? Like, it's like a couple no, an inch. Yeah, an inch of height, a couple inches of reach, right? No.
1: So, Garcia's got the reach advantage, at least arm-wise. He's got an he inch of really? reach advantage. Yeah, Did, surprisingly. Do you have
0: that right? I don't know no. if you
1: have that right. Anyway, you I'm, keep talking. I'll look it up. I'm going
0: put to the, put the intern on that one. The intern um, is on it right now. But the bottom line is he, he, like, stuffs takedowns. The difference in height and reach is not so drastic. Yep, I, I had it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I knew it. Three <laughs> inches those... for
1: Hooper. Okay, Sorry. yeah,
0: Hooper's got those long, gangly ass arms. Yeah, I There's know. No that way anybody's sense. got better reach than him at featherweight. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm I'm going with Steve Garcia. I think he stuffs the takedowns and uh, is better on the feet. So yeah, give me give me big old dog money here.
1: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I shy away from big old dog money. Um, I'm not sold on uh this line uh, for this fight, so I, I will pick Hooper to win, but um. I'm not um, putting any real money on it, a.k.a. recommended play recommended play on it. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping Hooper's got some, some grown man strength now, uh, which he showed last fight with uh, um, the vicious ground and pound, but um, he's got to get the fight down there first, as Dan mentioned. So, anyhow, he's my pick, regardless, as is No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. As if a quarter million isn't enough, you want more. Download the app, choose the contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Set up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or down- download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. Be sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this and always listen to my ad reads because they're live and you never know what word is going to cause me trouble. Today it's download for some reason. What was it the other day? you remember network network that was it yeah yeah i I call it neck work
0: a lot too yes neck
1: do i pacific
0: specific
1: specific that's a word i say it wrong you're saying right you have in the
0: past it's it's been a tripper it's one that's oh my god
1: i'm gonna be so self-conscious now um (laughs) all right what are we gonna move on to middleweights jean-yan park versus joseph holmes they still call him joseph holmes but we know him as ugly man joe um let's tell you about him first he he is eight and two, the ugly man, two knockouts, six submissions, so he's finished all of his fights. He where is it? He, has he been finishing a fight? i didn't mark that down. Do you know if he's been finishing a fight? I
0: don't think so, but uh, I, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll put the intern on
1: it. Interest checking. Uh, he's one and one in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission. He's one and zero in the Canada series, one and one in Bellator. Did some pro Muay Thai. He's got six inches of height on Parks, seven inches of reach. He's four years younger, striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.41 strikes per minute, plus 200 number on him. Park, the Iron Turtle, 14-5, five, five knockouts, three submissions. The knockout once, submitted twice, four and two in the UFC. Won his last fight, was the regional champ. Used fight at Welchweight. He's 1.6 times more active landing strikes than Holmes is in the UFC. He is outstruck his UFC opponents by, point, sorry, by 1.21 strikes per minute. Pretty decent number stats in his favor as well. Minus 250. Intern says?
0: Intern says he's never been knocked out.
1: Never been knocked out. All right. Um, I really wanted to take uh, Ugly Man Joe here, but um, couldn't pull the trigger. I'm going to go John Young Park. Um, more, Better fighter, more experienced, um, better resume. I'll have to go with the chalk here, even though I really did want to take Combs because uh, he's fun and he's got massive size advantage here, but um, I'll take Park.
0: So he does have a massive size advantage in terms of, like, height and reach. Yeah. Like, the the, the thing about Park is he's, like, very bulky and strong.
1: He's an iron turtle.
0: Yeah. And we've seen him, like, manhandle some people, right? You know, John Phillips sticks out in my head as a guy he kind of manhandled. And the thing I will just say about Joseph Holmes, and, and I, too, really love Joseph Holmes, the thing that he has the most trouble with is when people bring physicality to him. Right, like part of what we really liked against Alan Amandowski is uh, Amandowski was not going to bring pressure in in physicality to him, but like we picked him against Jamie Pickett, you know, a guy who who mostly seemed like a uh, a gimme fight, but like all Pickett did was like bring some physicality and some pressure and some like strength, and it like seemed to zap Ugly Man Joe, and he didn't know how to get his shit going when he was backpedaling or when he was being pressed against the cage or. He just didn't know how to reverse those positions. Could he have learned since then? Sure. But I think Jung Yong Park does those things 30 times better than Jamie Pickett does. So, yeah, I'm going to go Iron Turtle here, too. I, I, I like the chalk money. I actually don't think it's all that bad of a price either for, for just what he brings.
1: All right. There you go. Not only is Dan picking against Ugly Man, but he's telling you it's a good minus 250 is a good number to go against him at, too. So harsh, harsh. Um, all right, let's move on to Dan's boyfriend's fight. Andre Arlovski in a heavyweight battle versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Tell you about Arlovski first. The Pitbull. He's 34 and 20 with two no contests, 17 knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out 11 times, submitted twice. 23-14 in the UFC with one no contest. He was UFC champion twice. Uh, no, sorry, That uh, he was. I think he was interim champ once. He was real champ once, interim champ once, I believe. And he has, this is his second stint in the UFC. Uh, he's won four straight fights in, uh, in six of his last seven. He was 2-0 and o in World Series of Fighting. He won no contest in one championship. No shame there, because that's the greatest organization ever. O and 3 in strike force. 1999 was his uh, MMA debut. He also was a Sambo champion. Two inches height, two inches reach. Over Hojer de Lima. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.61 strikes per minute, plus one sixty-five the number on him. Pazau. Pizau, I said it like a southerner there. Pazau. Do you know <laughs> you can tell everyone what that means, Dan? Pazau? Pe- Pazau, yes. I said it like a southerner. I, said, I think yes. it's
0: what you say. And if I'm not mistaken, it means big is it big foot?
1: Uh, yes, I believe it is, yeah. Um he's 198 and 1. 14 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted five times, eight and six in the UFC. He's gone two and one over his last three. However, he did lose his last fight. He used to fight at middleweight. He used to fight at light heavyweight. He's missed weight twice at light heavyweight. And now he's up two heavyweight. He was two and one in the ultimate fighter, all in one in strike force. 2009, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Based on their last weigh-ins, he was 13 pounds heavier than Orlowski He is six years younger than him. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.13 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 200. We know, you know who you're picking.
0: You know where I'm going. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, here, here's the thing. And you can laugh at me for continuously picking him at dog money. I can't believe he keeps coming in at dog money. And don't get me wrong. Marcos Otero de Lima is, uh, he's a good fighter. But, like, we're talking about a guy who just stepped into the cage to fight Blago Ivanov. Got all of his takedown stuffed and got outstruck by Blagoy Ivanov. Like, and, and I think, I think it's safe to say that at this point in time, if you're going to get outpointed by Blagoy Ivanov on the feet, there's no way you're about to beat Andre Arlovsky on the feet, right? So, I mean, unless you think Marcos Rogerio de Lima is regularly going to take him down and control him on the mats, which, like, let's face it, like, he, he's gone to the mat a couple of times, but, like, not very often you would have to go back. I mean, like he's been taken down three times since the beginning of 2019, he's been taken down three times. And yeah, some of that's you're not going to get taken down against you, strike. You're not going to get taken down against chase Sherman, but like he stuffs enough takedowns gets enough going on the feet. He's a point fighter. I mean, like I think he wins a decision here. I think he pokes and prods Marco Rogério de Lima and wins one here.
1: Guess what? I'm picking him as well. Uh, a big. You under- gave me
0: shit, and you're gonna take him anyway. What?
1: <laughs> no way. I I, uh, I have no problem with you picking him. He wins. For crying out loud! Of course you gotta pick him. He, he does um, win.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I've seen I've seen the number even higher. I've seen it like over 200 some places. So, um, not that I'm telling you to go elsewhere to bet other than uh, than WinBet, but um, WinBet has him out plus. 165. Um, yeah, he's just he's just too smart and he just knows how to win fights. Um, I don't think Roger Delima's gonna pose any huge threat to him. Uh he he's fought far more dangerous people recently. So let's do it. Let's go with the our dog is a pit bull, which which makes sense. So yeah, he's he's the perfect big dog, too. He's the perfect big dog. All right. We're gonna go to the main event of the prelims, middleweights, Phil Haas versus Roman Deleedzi. What's Phil Haas, was he the guy that would always screw us over with our yes. picks? Yes, yes, he regularly okay. screws me over. Yes. Alright, I just, I just <laughs> want to make sure. Alright, Roman DeLizzi but he screwed us over when we weren't picking him what's the problem? Um, sometimes Delizzi.
0: it was when we picked him, sometimes oh, really? it was when we didn't pick Great. him. Great, yeah, now, now I feel it. He's gone back Yeah, yeah, both of them.
1: So everyone should just stop listening at this point then and, and skip to the next episode I guess is what Dan's saying, but for those who, for my family members who are listening, Roman DeLizzi, 10-1, and 1, five knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Four and one in the UFC. He's won two straight. Last one via TKO. He used to fight at light heavyweight. used to fight at heavyweight. Was a regional champion. A grappling champion. He's two inches taller than Haas. Still struck his UFC opponents by 1.01 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Plus 142. Can we go over to Phil Megatron Haas? Or Phil NoHype Haas? You, you take your pick. He's 12 and three. Eight knockouts. Two submissions. Been knocked out twice. Submitted once. So he's been finishing all of his fights. that he lost four and one in the UFC as well. Won his last fight via TKO as well. 1-1 uh, on the Contender Series. 1-0 on Bellator. 1-1 in World Series of Fighting. 1-0 is a Muay Thai uh, fighter. He was a wrestling a champion. He's got inch reach on Delezi, Far more active striking. 2.3 times more active landing strikes. So that's, that's quite a significant amount uh, of more strikes he throws. He's also outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.25 strikes per minute, which is very... Very nice. Uh minus one fifty four is the number on Haas. All right, uh I'll pick Haas, which means I guess he's gonna lose. Um yeah, I, I like his striking better and he's never been taken down in the UFC. And so Dalidzi is pretty active a grappler himself. Um, so I think he's gonna be able to keep this fight or Haas can take this fight wherever he wants it. Cause he's also is a very good wrestler. So, um, he can keep it on the feet. He takes the ground. He should be able to support deleted seeds, takedown attempts. So give me Hawes and watch him get knocked out immediately.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the um, Oh yeah. So what's going to happen then? Here, here's why I'm going to take the It's probably going to, you same more than me. So I well, think you're right. I just went back. We have differed on one, uh, Phil Haas pick in the past. Okay. Uh, you, you picked him to beat Chris Curtis. Um and oh, and I, so I, was I and I picked Chris Curtis. Um, so just so you know, you're the one who always gets them wrong. I I've gotten them right at least once. Uh, and I'm gonna take Roman DeLevy almost for the same reason I took Chris Curtis. First of all, I think the knockout power is there, and second of all, you you mentioned Phil Hawes, like grapples a little bit in his own right. Even when he doesn't, he winds up in the clinch a lot. And one of the things you'll notice about Roman DeLevy, he finishes people in the clinch right? That's what he just, he he just hit that absolutely gnarly knee on Kyle Dawkins, put him out. Um, you know, he threw a knee to the body on Abrigamoff, finished him on the ground. Um, you know, like he, he works well in the clinch. And one of the things Hawes doesn't do well is work well in close quarters. He gets particularly tired. We saw that a little bit in the Darren Wind fight. We saw it in the Chris Curtis fight, even though it was only one round, we saw it a little bit in the Desordimovov fight. And if you want to go way back to when he was on contenders, he got knocked out up against the cage against Julian Marquez. So I'm worried that Phil Haas is not going to be able to handle, not necessarily the grappling, but the clinch fighting of Roman Delizzi.
1: All right. We shall see. We shall see. So there are your picks. We differed on quite a few, uh, which will make the prelims interesting. So I have Haas, Dan Delizzi. We both have Arlovsky as a big dog. Uh, we both have the Iron Turtle. Uh, Park. I have Hooper. He has Garcia. Another huge dog. Iarolaski is not even your big dog. Garcia is your big dog. Um, we both have Mota. and We both have Rodriguez. So you got yourself three dogs, Dan. That's very Dan Gumby real like. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about him too. Uh, all right. Uh, hopefully, all of your accolades are uh, feel good about it too, and they will they will hammer all those bets. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to fill you in on our picks for the main card portion five fights. Until then, get in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Chat it up with us. There's always lots of fun in there. Uh, follow us, as Dan mentioned. Our Twitter account is SGPNMMA. Gumby runs that one for us. Uh, um, I run my own Jeff Fox writer account. He runs Gumby Vreeland. Uh, you can read my MMA stuff on the site. Obviously, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I have all my picks there right now for um, for this week's card. And I will have a... Uh, what's that thing called DraftKings DFS um, article for ya yeah, too coming up um, and you can read uh, rest my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. be a buddy give it a subscribe you can subscribe for free or paid if you really want to be a buddy um, and then Dan listen to Dan's podcast top turtle MMA which I listened to already this week and who he has Garrett Armfield on whose fight got cancelled and who was the first gas Josh friend Josh Fremde, who we will be speaking of tomorrow. So there you go. Make sure you listen to that show. Um, Anything else? No,
0: I think you got it all.
1: I call myself the masseuse off the top, and I didn't even get a giggle out of you.
0: (laughs) I might have had you on mute. paying attention? I might have had you (sighs) on
1: mute. (laughs) How embarrassing. All right. Until tomorrow, I will remain the masseuse, Jeff Chalks Fox. He will be Gumby Vreeland, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Bye.